Hey everyone, before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that we are sponsored by Braven Audio. They are a fantastic digital audio company that can help you listen to music whenever and wherever you want. I've got a couple of Braven speakers at home, and let me tell you, they absolutely get the job done. Long-lasting battery, they sound great, they're very, very durable. Hell, you want to put together a banger playlist for your shower? Bring it in. It's waterproof. Easy. Done deal. No worries. Hell, if you get yourself a Braven Ready Pro speaker, that motherfucker will float. That's not a joke. Bring it in the pool. Bring it on. Why not? Because you are awesome and you listen to this podcast, you can pick yourself up something from Braven and get 25% off. That's right. Head over to braven.com.au. Go through the store, pick out something you like, and at checkout, use the offer code FRIENDS, F-R-I-E-N-D-S, and get yourself 25% off. What's up, everybody? It's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking this out. We are a week out from putting up episode 100 of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Again, a massive, massive thank you to everyone that came through for that and everyone that has listened. Obviously, they couldn't be there, either out of state or overseas or whatever have you. Uh, everyone that's uh, been in touch and uh, said some nice things about it. It's all so, so, so appreciated. It's uh, one of the most fun things I've done so far with the podcast. It might be my favorite thing we've done, period. So I'm very, very proud of it. And I'm really, really stoked that uh, people got around it. So thank you so much for your ongoing support. It means the world. But we're not ending on 100. Hell no. We, we've got work to do, people. We are going full circle today on episode 101. We are taking it back to the very, very, very first episode of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Our first ever guest on episode one was Ben David, lead singer and guitarist of The Heartaches, sometimes solo artist, formerly of Adelaide, now based in Melbourne. At the time of recording episode one, he was still kind of flirting with the solo thing, still kind of doing the heartaches thing. Heartaches were about to release their debut album. And a lot changed in the uh, intervening years uh, between that episode and this one. So I thought I would bring it full circle and have Ben on yet again so we could talk about everything that's gone on in the last three years. We recorded this uh, at the Lansdowne when the Heartaches played there back in January. So uh, we talk a lot of, uh, about uh, something coming in the future, which was uh, their second studio album, which is called Mess. And that album is out now. So if you would like to stream it, download it, buy it, whatever, you can. Please go out and check it out. It's a really, really good record, and I'm super proud of both Ben and Alex. So yeah, as I mentioned, we definitely get into a lot of different things uh, surrounding uh, the the intervening years between uh, visits, and we also talk a little bit about the podcast itself to give it a little bit of a sense of retrospect, which is absolutely lovely. Uh, yeah, 
I did say this this episode in in the recording. I say this episode is going to be out in March, and it's now May. Uh, that was just purely on the back of delays with uh, the live episode itself. But uh, no matter, we pressed on. We're here now, and that's all that matters. Now, before we get into this week's episode, uh, just a quick reminder that this podcast is not possible without your love and your support. All of it is so 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 appreciated. Uh, any any way that you can help this podcast is massively, massively appreciated. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, if that be your will. Uh, or just, you know, word of mouth, sharing it on your Twitter or your Facebook or your Instagram or wherever you feel comfortable doing so. Any way of getting the word out there is so massively appreciated. And if you do have a few dollars to spare... Hell, if you have $1 to spare, for as little as $1 a month, you can help keep this podcast up and running and keep the support going over on Patreon. And because last week was a special occasion, we didn't get to uh, properly go into it. But right now, I want to give a massive thank you to all the patrons that make this podcast possible. So, shout out and massive thank you to Amy Gray, Andrew Nicholson, Blake Hennequin, Britt Andrews, Eleanor Shepard, Elliot J. O'Neill, Hazel Chan, Heath Anthony, Jeremy Neal, Jonathan Elvery, Karen Dennis, Kirsten Day, Christy Wandmaker, Leslie Bowden, Liam Sherlaw, Lily Belnick, Matthew Lynch, Max Quinn, Rachel Maria Cox, Ryan Dunn, Sian Vanakuti, Simon Bath, Tom Brown, Tom Kennedy, Tom Jenkins, and Zoe Lane. If you would like to join this list of absolutely massive legends, then you can by heading over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash barbands. All right, let's do it. Let's do an episode that has been three years in the making. Episode 101, Ben David is back. and all my friends own bar bands. In January of 2015, I recorded the first ever episode of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands with my friend, who is still my friend, to this very day. <laughs> Please welcome back to the podcast, Ben David. Happy my friend birthday, ben David. DJY. Thank you very much. <laughs> Here we are, 101. 101. Did you get a letter from the Queen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what does she reckon of the podcast? <laughs> Dear Mr. Young, stop. Your podcast has become a complete nuisance. Stop. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I'll show you if you don't believe it. Oh, no. She tweeted about it. She said, this is the fucking sickest podcast. Everyone get around it. Send it. The queen, man. She's, got, oh, she's the best. She will rock you. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the Lansdowne Hotel. Three years ago, Ben and I were in the back of Blackwire Records, which is sadly no longer with us. And he was doing a Ben David tour, which is also kind of technically no longer with us sort of yeah. it's on the back burner it's going into hiding mm. priority shifted for the for, for good reasons that's for course. no reason just because 
just what happened organically. Yeah. Honestly, back then, I probably would have said, oh, I never want to play in a band ever again. <laughs> and now I don't want to play shows by myself ever again. <laughs> but hey, not much has changed apart from everything for both of us in the last three years. That's been pretty wild. Hey, you were just about to put out a little record by the name of Pheromones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. That, yeah, so this totally. Was, this was a few months before yeah. Pheromones had even come out. That's wild. Isn't I it? love that. Yeah. That's great. You've been busy. Some of you. Yeah, but a hundred <laughs> podcasts. I've done... We're about to put out the second album. So yeah. we're talking that, like... But you've also done an EP, and you've done you've done a bloody seven-inch. Or filler no killer. <laughs> <laughs> you've, done a, you've done a bunch of bloody tours. We've like, done a lot of shows. Yeah, We've done, a, done lot a lot of shows. shows. It's been the best, best three count? years ever. No, actually, I haven't, you know. I always, always think about keeping, like, a diary of shows just of just of even just we played here with this band in this venue yeah uh, but I still haven't and I'm like easily like well hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows in and I haven't done it so I should yeah. probably start doing it if I really wanted to I could go back through Facebook and Instagram and or, figure it out but no nah, someone else dive. could do that yeah. <laughs> Um, that's cool that we were about to put out the first album. We're about to put out the second album. I know, crazy days. Yeah. What do you remember about touring that record for the first time? It was the first time that we were doing shows and people were coming to the shows. Yeah. To see yeah. the band. Yeah. Which was really rad. I think up until that record came out, people were coming to the shows to go to the shows, and that record was when we yeah. were comfortable, felt comfortable enough to do our own shows in yeah. other places, in other states. You know, like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's a giant leap for any musician or any person doing anything, really, to be able yeah, to uh, resonate in other places that aren't your hometown. Mm. Being until that point, like a lot of the songs were about Adelaide stuff. Yeah, just Adelaide stuff. <laughs> just Adelaide stuff. Which is also something you don't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't, yeah, I don't. I, I remember us doing lots and lots of sweaty, beautiful shows in Blackwire Records, and that yeah, was kind of as far as we had got in Sydney up yeah. until that point, which is nothing to be sad about. That no, venue was was and still is my favourite venue that I've had the pleasure of being so involved with, there. as as you would probably say the same thing, yeah, and as 100%. most people in our world in Sydney would say yeah. the same thing, and Australia, and probably yeah. the world, you know? Totally, totally. Tom Absolutely. and everyone else involved were just doing it right. 100%. I agree. And yeah. we miss them. I yeah. miss them. Even though I've seen Tom a bunch, I still miss Black Yeah, Wyatt yeah, Tom. that that space and those moments, you know. We even went out and bought a because my partner used to live at Blackwire, and oh, I sure, spent yeah. a lot of time in Blackwire. And we went out, and we I love burning incense, and we found incense that smells like Blackwire. So our house almost always smells like Blackwire, and it's just so homely. And it feels so That's nice. so beautiful. <laughs> it's not the same one, though. We did reach out to Tom and ask him what incense he used to burn. It was close. Ours was called, like, Dragon's Blood or Werewolf's Blood or something. It's got to be this. It's yeah. got to be this. It wasn't. But it smells the same. <laughs> you got to be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. DJ Wire, 101. Yeah. Uh, top five highlights. doesn't Ooh. even have to be your favourite podcast. Top five moments. From the last 101 podcasts. Sure. Um, or 100 podcasts. Yeah, yeah. One that really sticks out for me is getting to have Drowning Pool on my podcast. <laughs> because it was such a niche thing for, for sure. me. Right? Because 
as you know, I'm a massive wrestling fan, and I grew up on, like, new metal and stuff like that, and so, like, they never came to Australia, like, they did Big Day Out in, I think, 2002, and I was, like, 11 at the time, so obviously didn't see them then, so when they came back to Australia some 14 years later, I thought, what the hell, what's the harm in asking, you know, so I emailed the tour manager, and I'm like, hey, um, would they be interested in, in doing this, and... It was just like, oh, just an interview or something? Yeah, yeah, fine, whatever. Just didn't think anything of it. I was, I was just like, do you reckon they might maybe have some time? It's just like, yeah, loads. <laughs> you want to do a two-hour chat? we got plenty of time. It's just like, and, like, I'm pretty sure they've never been on a podcast before. I'm pretty sure they don't know what a podcast well, is. Well, yeah, they're pre-podcast. They're oh, pre yeah, Facebook, pre- yeah, Instagram, yeah. pre-MySpace, right? Exactly, exactly. They're very Pre-mobile phones. Yeah, sure. podcast yeah Yeah, right um so they just went with it and like the fact that was it the whole band yeah yeah it it was originally just three of them and then the guitarist came in about halfway through like saw what we were doing and just got in on the conversation (laughs) and like if I could go back and tell my like 12 13 year old self (laughs) that you know when I'm an adult quote unquote (laughs) I'm sitting in a room with Drowning Pool as they tell me about playing at WrestleMania <laughs> and bumping into The Undertaker backstage. Like, I, I would be like, well, I've obviously peaked. Like, <laughs> nothing can get better than that. Um, that was one of the most fucking surreal moments, man. So like, cool. Yeah. And May like, very it well is be not, the... It is not a popular episode of my podcast by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but I did it for me. Of course. <laughs> and you, and you're doing it all for you. Yeah, right? exactly. I reckon if you go through the stats, like, <laughs> of plays, like, most of them are mine. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I fucking interviewed Johnny Paul. Oh, I fucking love that. Yeah. That's so nice. Um, so that would definitely be, like, one of my personal highlights of doing it. I guess one of the other ones, which was, again, entirely circumstantial, was uh, David Lieberhart. Um, cool. Yeah. Who is, yeah, like a, an actor and a singer and a painter who's from best known for being featured on Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. And he was in Australia doing his tour with all his puppets and, you know, crazy theatre shows. And, again... I'm pretty sure he has no idea what a podcast is. I It was not a structured interview whatsoever. I set up my recorder. We were uh, just behind the Red Rattler in the park there. Uh, he'd gone to the bathroom. He came back. He sat down and started talking. He was talking nonstop for about 60 to 90 seconds before I realised... Oh, he's not going to stop. <laughs> like, this is just this is just my life for the next half an hour. And so I just casually pressed record while he wasn't looking. Like, he was just sitting there and, like, ranting about, like, you know, getting screwed over by people and, like, you know, getting tours cancelled and shit and all this kind of stuff. And it was just fucking hysterical. Did he you draw know? you? Did you get a picture? I sadly did not, unfortunately. But, uh, not this he, time. Oh, one day. One He's day, done multiple day. tours now. Yeah, I know. His, and it's and I don't know much about Tim and Eric. It always kind of weirded me out. Like <laughs> that's but, kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe now I'd enjoy it more. Like I think it was one of those things. I was <laughs> flicking the channels, or it was on at someone's house, and I was like, "This is." Oh yeah, just, if you have no context, I, I don't you just know go what in the hell's going blind, on. Blind, you're just like, "Oh god, what? This is going to give me nightmares." And he plays in a punk rock band. It's, yeah, that's it's right. like essentially a punk band. rock yeah. band, right? Yeah. yeah. With a guy called Adam Propagan, and it's awesome. The album they put out is sick. <laughs> um, 
so yeah getting to do things like that is has been really really cool and I guess like wandering around venues that I used to just stand in the crowd of as a kid you know like being backstage at the Metro or at the Enmore Theatre or at the Horton Pavilion yeah. or anything like that even in a side room at the studio at the Sydney Opera House I recorded one there being behind the scenes of a venue like that and just being like holy fuck you know I never thought I'd ever see anything like this you know that's so you know, you, you, yeah, I'm sure you've had it you've, plenty of times where you've been at venues where you like grew up going to shows there and now you've played them yeah you know what I mean yeah like I, I was talking about this last night because we're uh, actually I've been talking about it a lot where our album tour in April we're doing venues that I'd never dreamed of even uh, you know going to like the yeah, corner sure. hotel we're doing a headline show at the corner and Holy as, shit, as a band from Adelaide like yeah. you know of the corner yeah. Like, and I'm sure, like, everybody, if you are into music, you know of The Corner. Because mm-hmm. it's where everyone you love plays. It's where it's kind of like, for me, it was always the, the first big kind of like, not really like a goal because I never, yeah. you never set out to achieve no, no, these God things. No. They just kind of yeah. happen somehow. And then we got, we ended up getting to do some opening slots there and, uh, now we're doing our own headline show there and that's crazy that's, isn't it yeah it's wild right here we are what a fucking wild time yeah that's amazing man so out of a hundred podcasts how many uh, different artists have you had they've all been different they've all been different yeah you are the first ever repeat guest <laughs> I wanted on record then just did a little victory dance <laughs> <laughs> oh when you messaged me about this it made me very happy there's nothing I want to be doing more than this with you. Oh, man, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, like... And we really had nothing to talk about last time. Uh, well, sort of. It, like, it, kind of, it was kind of like your origins. This was like your Batman Begins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because it. we had to figure out, you know, who you were, where yeah. you came from, what ska bands you were in. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know? yeah. I hope you didn't re-listen to it to get some, uh, get some ammo for this one. I, I can't say I did, but I do remember a couple of things... <laughs> Uh, getting your love of Billy Bragg from your dad was one of them, and uh, still true. Yeah, and uh, the fact that you've destroyed most of the evidence of the bands you were in before the heartaches. <laughs> Not even intentionally. Yeah. Just uh, I, th- I think it just comes down to me being really bad at having like computers. Yeah. And uh, uh, keeping track of things. Yeah. So like hard drives die, computers die, and yep. so does the dream. Yeah. <laughs> no, mate, the dream never dies. <laughs> there are there definitely is a few people out there that have have some incriminating things. Like the guy, the guy who I run a studio in Adelaide with, he's got. I think last time he counted, he had like nearly three hundred songs that we've like demoed up there. Like, and I'm talking. This is going back to two thousand and like two thousand and nine. Holy shit. So a good chunk of everything I've ever done, he's yeah. just got recordings of that I will never will never see the day. But that's <laughs> it. that's his gag. He's like, you know, one day I'm just going to release all of this. I'm like, please don't. Like, what, what's it going to take for you to not do that? But I guess you know, you look at yourself in for me as a musician, like mm-hmm. the things I was writing back then and doing back then. Now I cringe at. Sure. But you got to start somewhere yeah totally yeah yeah exactly exactly when you're playing those older songs now as well like like obviously it's less and less a part of the set as time goes on but they'll always be like a handful of songs that you know will always kind of be omnipotent omnipresent at your shows and 
you know, that you're probably singing about, you know, very, very different time in your life. Like, for sure. Is that, is that still a kind of surreal thing for you? Like, when you're singing these songs and, you know, people know all about this stuff and they're just like, oh, well, you know, fuck, it's so far removed from where I am For now. sure. I, songs, songs and me have a bit of a... Like a changing relationship. Yeah. Like, I, I now... This, this record is the first time that I've written songs consciously. Right. You know, being aware of what I'm saying and yeah, being yeah, aware yeah. of the way that I'm saying things and uh, not, in, not, in, not in a way to, like, please other people, but just becoming aware of the things that you say and how you say them and what, you know, what that could mean to, to somebody or somebody's situation or, yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know, like, and... Before there was no filter for me, like I just wrote whatever I did, and from the moment that I finished that song, often they didn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, you know, you're just writing something in the moment, and maybe it means something in that very moment, and then it doesn't mean anything the next moment. And for me, like playing the songs, I don't so much relive these 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 experiences and these things that have happened. Yeah, I, I inside I'm like, I wouldn't have done it that way now. Yeah, you know it's more of that. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I've, I, I, a big thing that I learnt, I guess learnt is probably the wrong word. I was inspired by some people to use what platform exists to try and be a positive change and a positive force. Whereas before, I didn't think so much that way. Even though I still acted that way, I did. I wasn't consciously being like, "Hey, I can." There's there's people that really take to heart the things that we say and we talk yeah, about yeah. and we we push and we should fucking do that for the better you know yeah, like yeah, be absolutely. the change you want to see and for fucking a long a, time yeah. i just was like i just want to play shows and hang out yeah totally. there was it didn't go further than that because yeah, i yeah, never yeah. you never think it's going to go further than that oh, absolutely you know not. like it's when it's just you playing to 50 people that you know yeah. like personally yeah yeah like, yeah it's it's very different than when it's now 50 people you know personally and a whole bunch of people who you've never met before yeah I, I've always said like I know my friends bands have made it when the entire front row was people I've never seen before in my life you know and that has kept on happening with you guys it's beautiful it, yeah it, it's a weird thing that happens and you kind of try and fight it at first yeah and like not only are they there they know the words I'm just like where the fuck have you been speaking <laughs> of old songs uh, we we turned into a meme of this last <laughs> week right and was this I, fucking Dave McCarthy uh, laundry okay. yes right so I don't I don't get memes I don't get memes <laughs> I knew it was a meme because I had to get people to explain it to me uh, but the meme was based around our first EP and we put this EP on Spotify finally, like six months ago. And was this organs? Yeah, yeah and all yeah, of a yeah. sudden, all these songs are getting requested by kids at shows, and kids want them, and it's a fucking meme. Like, yeah. we, we did that record, <laughs> that would have been like 2013 or something. Yeah, Brave is still in the yeah. band, yeah. So, we don't, we've kind of always kept doing one or two of those songs, but we haven't yeah. really. Who knows? It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, like to me, like that 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 first EP is probably our fav my favorite thing that we've done. Yeah, totally. Uh, it was the four best songs that were meant to be on Pheromones, and then we didn't have enough money to make a full album, so yeah. we just did an EP. Yeah, and then released Pheromones that didn't have those four good songs on it. Yeah. So it's still a good record. <laughs> it's still a good record, but it didn't have those four songs on it. <laughs> it does have the song that shall we not be named. <laughs> yeah. yeah well. 
It's, uh... is, it, is it is it really to that point where you're just like I, I can never do this again? Like I, I remember the, a couple of those shows where you didn't play it, and a couple of people looked around, but you just had the biggest look of relief on your face. We do it. It's it's one of those things. You've... Even if I am fucking fed up with it, and uh. I don't ever want to hear it again in my entire fucking life. Yeah. Please burn any evidence of this song existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a million players on Spotify, and it's the song that yeah. everybody wants to hear, so yeah. we don't have a choice. It's fun. Like, and, and, and even though I'm up there, and Alex is up there, and we're kind of like, oh, oh, here we go again. You know what you should do? You should get audience. some other people to play it. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, everybody in the, that wants to hear it is fucking stoked. So yeah. that's why you do it because it's exciting every time because yeah, the yeah, kids yeah. are excited by it every time. So it kind of gives it a a recharge of the batteries yeah, yeah. to just to get you to the next yeah, next yeah. time you have to do it. Yeah, uh, we we're doing an album tour in April for our new record, and yep. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. This will be in March. Cool, uh, that's good. So we're taking our good friends Antonia and the Lazy Susans on this tour. Amazing, which is going to be hands. beautiful, and. Uh, I first uh, my first introduction to was them Antonia playing your song was uh, yeah. them doing a cover of said song with Party Machine yeah with it? a yeah. mashup with the Bennies and they just did this beautiful like version of the song that took away all the bullshit mm. <laughs> and just made it this like really nice like check it out check yeah. it out it's it is fucking really cool great. as shit is an absolute we haven't spoken champion. about it, but I would like to do that version on that tour and get nice. and get tones to do it to come up and probably play guitar and sing it and yeah. like because it's still like to me it's it's a really important song that I'm really proud of. It just got misconstrued. Yeah, it, it, sure. It, it's it's that's like probably one of the deepest insights into my weird relationship with mental health that I've ever written. Yeah, but uh, I unfortunately. My choice of words meant that a lot of people kind of took it as a party anthem. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, I'm up there singing it and I'm singing these things, I'm like, it's pretty, like, it's probably the darkest song oh, I've yeah, written, you know? Oh, yeah, it's a busted like, up song. Yeah, totally. everybody just thinks it's this party anthem. Whereas, like, I think Tones did it justice. Like, they did yeah. this beautiful version that kind of makes you listen to the song, not kind just listen to the, the song. Kind of locked into the psyche a bit yeah. more, yeah. So I'd like to kind of do that, and and that's a really good idea. It's, I, I think it's a good idea, and I think it, it uh, people will still get to hear that song, but they'll get to see it in a, a different light. Yeah, totally. Which I would love. I would love yeah. that. I think we've been doing it for long enough that we can <laughs> maybe mix it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but that's my plan. I haven't spoken to Alex or Tones about it yet. But by the time this podcast comes out, hopefully we'll be yeah. already practicing it. But uh, who knows? This will come out. You'll listen to it. It's like, oh yeah, I had to get around to that. <laughs> oh god, that's beautiful. Mm. We've talked a little bit about the minutiae of the way things have changed and. I guess one of the big ones was moving to Melbourne. Yeah. How's that been for you now? Like, now that it's kind of... I guess the first time I talked to you about it, you were still kind of, you know, kind of settling in, kind of finding your place. And, yeah, obviously now you and Kelly have this, you know, home and you have two Insta-famous dogs, you apparently. know. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, apparently? Well, I've got... I've got we've got we've got two Insta-famous dogs and an Insta-famous 
partner uh-huh. and a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Me being the yeah. photographer. <laughs> Your supporting uh, role. <laughs> I love Melbourne. I, I, I've spent a lot of time in a lot of different places. And yeah. this was the first time that I'd ever committed to moving somewhere. I've always, I've teased it a lot of times to a yeah. lot of different places, but it's never been right. I think if I had moved somewhere before a year ago when I did it, I would have gone back. I would have yeah. made it. It wasn't right. Yeah. It just yeah, We've happened. talked about it a couple of times. You've always said, like, I've got a studio here. I've got a dog here. You know, yeah. like, I have everything here. It just happened organically, though. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I found myself never being home. Mm. Like, home being Adelaide. I'd go on tour and then I'd want to go. I'd go back to Melbourne and I'd yeah. hang out. And then got to the point where I was in Melbourne more than I was in Adelaide and I was like well what maybe it's time and I and, and I at that point I fell in love with Melbourne yeah I hadn't fallen in love with Melbourne I loved visiting the place now yeah. I've fallen in love with Melbourne and I and I and it's definitely for right now in my life it's right yeah and I love it like being a vegan in Melbourne you get to eat like a fucking king yep <laughs> whenever you want wherever you want yes uh, there's always music. It's it's got a different vibe. It's it's definitely really fucking rad. Yeah. It's it's been really nice. And managing the long distance relationship with Alexander Upton. Yeah, you probably struggle to find a band these days that don't have a similar situation where a band member lives in a different place. Mm. It's it doesn't really affect. But they us. at least have several members. Yeah, <laughs> for it's sure. a very one on one thing with you and Upto. But and also that's an advantage because it's only one on one. It's like yeah. I'll write some demos. I'll send them to Alex. He'll listen, he'll think about what he wants to put in them, yeah, what yeah. we can do with them, and then we'll get together and we'll rehearse and we'll take it from there. It actually, I, th- I feel like we'd be more productive. Yeah, There's probably yeah. a whole list of reasons why we'd be more productive, but we definitely have, because when we have to get down to it, we've got to get down to it. Whereas yeah. if you live in the same place and you can rehearse, ah, we'll do it next week. We'll do it later. Yeah, yeah, You, know, sure. you can kind of shrug things off, whereas like, shit, we're recording in two weeks, we better fucking rehearse and write yeah. the rest of this record. We're going on tour. We better catch up and rehearse. Like, yeah. And we've done so many shows together now that it, it obviously gets a lot easier. Yeah, it falls into the, place. Yeah. It's there. The foundation's there. Or we're just, just adding bits and building building extensions to the foundation that's already there. You know? Yeah, of course. Which makes it a bit easier. Yeah, totally. Yeah, if, yeah. if we were more than a two-piece, it'd probably be really difficult. Yeah. But. Just don't form any bands bigger than two people guys That's, that, that is a life lesson there's a, a there's a place where we rehearse in Melbourne sometimes called Deluxe and, I, and the, the toilets have graffiti that say four pieces are for wusses <laughs> and I've been so tempted to like name the album add that. three add three next to it oh that's hilarious yeah. oh god <laughs> the whole two piece thing that was an accident too you know, oh yeah, like, yeah. It was entirely circumstantial. It just happened, and we just rolled with it. Yeah, and here we are. Instead of getting a new bass player, you bought another amp, <laughs> <laughs> and now your amps take up most of the stage. True. Somebody <laughs> made a joke yesterday uh, at my expense, and they were like, "How dare they? How funny that Ben uses more amps than there are members in the band." <laughs> it is a big rig. It's only going to grow. <laughs> it's only going to grow. Old Nate from Japandroids, previous guest of the show, has six amps. Inspiration. Yeah. Like, not so much the way he does it, inspiration, but the fact that he has so many fucking yeah. amps. It's I a look power at it move, like, isn't it? Yes. It's a fucking power it move. Is. It's totally <laughs> is. Like, if you're doing festivals or big arenas, like, yeah, yeah. for sure. But, you know. Apart from that. The reality is. The you're rea- still lugging three fucking things yeah, around. Yeah, the realities yeah. of rock and roll is you're still lugging all of that gear yeah. and you're loading that gear onto the stage and you're setting it up. So, mm. 
let's keep it somewhat uh, simple enough. Totally, yeah. <laughs> what have been some of your personal highlights of touring the last few years, you know, on the back of pheromones and then I freak out and then brain drain like there's you know with every new little morsel there's always been you know a big run of shows to go behind it not just you know locally but you know kind of all over the place you know for like, sure just uh you know like getting to now do this and just do this is yeah. wild you know like when so neither of you have jobs anymore Alex do, does his thing and I still like do random shit yeah. But we're, it, we're doing it enough and doing shows and the shows are successful and it's like we can't have normal jobs or normal lives anymore like it's yeah. not possible which is, and and we're all managing it's, it's fucking cool as shit but you know the highlight going from when we released Pheromones and we toured that relentlessly and the shows still were they kind of were just they didn't jump until we put the new until we put I Freak Out out mm. that went into the world and I guess that was kind of the first record we took seriously the first record that we added to our team right up until that point we had even recorded everything ourselves you yeah, know? yeah yeah and then very insular yeah yeah and we we always plan on keeping it that way and then we we wanted to step it up mm. and we wanted to step it up obviously with the right people and the right people came along and you know our, our team is fucking amazing now I couldn't I couldn't couldn't wish for a better team now and yeah. I guess that's really inspiring and they're all so behind it like yeah. our, our, our label will come to there'll be like 10 to 20 people in every city that want to get on the guest list for our shows and they'll say to me you don't understand how hard it is to get people who work here to go see shows of bands on our label <laughs> and like they send us lists and lists of all these people that want it that are just fucking behind it and yeah. I think having people which is like crazy that... because like it literally just used to be your thing like yeah, Anchorhead for sure yeah. for sure uh, which is you know Alex Alex does Anchorhead and we kind of always plan to stay that way and we are we still we still are solely Anchorhead Records we're still our own label we just right. have you just have the backing yeah. yeah we have we have P&D through someone else and like they the label have embraced that they, they there's never been any conversations of you know this 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 and this it's like all right how do you want to do this what do you yeah. want to do with this yeah. and I, th- I think that's open, yeah. yeah that's that's helped us obviously grow as a band and figure out kind of what we want more um you know highlights we get to go out and play shows and a lot of the shows <laughs> have a sold out sticker on them like, yeah that's wild Absolutely, and it doesn't get less exciting every time. It's just like, wow, like who are these beautiful people? Like how fucking rad that uh, people want to share in this thing that we just Mm. do because it's what we have always done, Mm. and now there's this audience of people who want to be a part of it. You know, yeah, Uh, and seeing that go from you know the I Freak Out tour was when that came out and. Obviously, I got some love with the radio, which always helps. Uh, the show, that whole tour then sold out. And, you know, yeah. like, that was like, wow. Like, we're doing shows in a different city that are bigger than our hometown. Yeah. Like, Amazing. that's that's that's, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. And then the, you, 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 you get this weird, I guess it's like a boost of an ego in a good way, where you're yeah. like, 
all right, next one, let's do these venues, and mm. fuck yeah, let's do it. Mm. And then you do that, and it grows, and it grows, and it grows, and then, like, this next tour is fucking stupid. I still... I, but I'm not scared that we're doing these shows either, you know? It's exciting. April's going to be fun. I'm really... Uh, equal parts, like, nervous and excited, because we have to... The venues are like, it's got to be a show now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not just like, all right, let's just fucking play songs and play it, like as fast as we can so we don't have to stop and talk in between songs and uh, get it done it's it's got to be a show yeah 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 well all the bands I know that have been stepping it up like everyone has a, a has a thing now you know like Swiss Street and Violet Summer both have done banner drops Benny's have sparklers now oh, pyrotechnics yeah the little pyro what are you, what are you thinking Get a smoke machine <laughs> uh, well you know what the only thing that we don't allow at our shows is smoke machines and strobe lights <laughs> so I don't think there's going to be either of those things oh man Streamers? Confetti? What are we thinking? <laughs> confetti oh, cannon! Really? Well, yeah. <laughs> but then it's just a mess. Yeah. Like, it's just a mess for the Yeah, venue. but someone else has to clean it up. Yeah, I know, but that's still somebody <laughs> else has to clean that up. No, your problem, baby. You know, a lot of venues will charge you a cleaning fee. Really? Yeah, yeah. If you want to do stuff like confetti or like fucking anything, yeah. they charge you an additional fee. Because they have to clean it, which is fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's fair enough. Like, it's so worth it, though, for that moment. For sure. For it's sure. so sick. Maybe. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like Alex and I aren't really the personalities that can pull off, like, yeah, mm. fucking confetti cannons or pyrotechnics or anything like that. I think, I think it's just going to be us more thoughtfully putting a show together. You yeah. Know? We're going to have, it'll be the first tour that we're going to have a touring sound engineer and a touring lighting engineer so we yeah. can actually put it to put the pieces together as a show and not just put everything on Huey yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lifetime there. friend of the show lifetime friend of the show yeah, yeah. One, one day Huey Huey or as he's also known on uh, to as Strikes 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 is that an equivalent like, of Smokes well it was Smokes inspired we needed Huey to get a roadie nickname uh, just gets in trouble a lot with us so, yeah, you know, so strike strikes, one yeah, yeah. strike one yeah. strike two strike three you're that's out that's so good so he strikes uh, Huey I don't think is a big fan of it but you know yeah. he'll catch constantly on. constantly earns it yeah so, <laughs> he's a naughty boy <laughs> oh god I guess one of the other things as well like again talking about you know all my friends that are much more successful than me uh, any time the, the shows get bigger you know there's it, it is a double-edged sword in a lot of ways because you are playing to more people than you've ever played to before but also with the strangers can often come like I don't know you and you know I don't know what you're capable of and sometimes the shows can have you know a couple of bad eggs among the bunch you know that's everything from fucking Smith Street Luca Brasi Benny Soho everyone you know and like I can imagine that's probably come up for you guys as well like and it's a difficult thing to navigate because like when it was those 50 people shows you know it was easy to navigate but when it starts getting bigger and bigger like you can't control what's happening like no. out of sight you know like it's it's just one of those super difficult things that bands have to kind of try and deal with now and it's so it was and we all have we all obviously have Camp Curb to thank for so much and mm. it was it was them of course I have a biased opinion but it was <laughs> everybody would share this opinion it was them that first came out and said alright like this fucking sucks like all of our friends are doing these shows and all of these terrible things keep happening yeah how do we fucking stop this mm. 
and you know we did it, there wasn't a show that happened for like a long time when the show started getting bigger there wasn't a show that happened that something bad didn't happen yeah whether it was us having to stop the song to get security to kick cunts out for fighting mm. whether it was like a friend of ours saying this guy inappropriately touched me or this happened mm. or this happened or this happened it was every fucking time yeah and it, it got to the point where like I'm like I'm responsible for these people being here yeah you take on like you take on the responsibility of it whether you're like yeah. I know that it's not my fault that this bad thing happened yeah yeah but yeah. the reason that these two people are in this room together is my fault you know <laughs> yeah. and, and you take it on board and, and when It Takes One was born that was kind of like when it started changing and I, yeah. and I think the coolest thing is that the kids that are coming to shows and the kids that are getting into this this world of music are fresh out of high school yeah so they are in a good way still impressionable like they're not coming to shows and being like well I've been going to shows for 15 years and uh, I can fucking mosh and I can push people around and I can yeah. do whatever I want this is my space they're, they're, they're getting into going to shows because of all these bands who are like no bullshit. Yeah. Don't come to our show and think you're gonna. It's okay to do this stuff. Or don't come to our show if you and your friends share that sort of a fucking opinion that you think it's okay to be a dick. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's your space, but it's also everybody else around you's space. It's it's for everybody. Everybody should be able to come to a show alone or with their friends or whatever and feel like they belong there. And when it kind of gets to that point where it's not that anymore. It was... It, it is getting better. Yeah. Like, it is. It's changing. Like, yeah. the, the scene has changed so much in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know that cha- things don't change overnight. And it's fucking awesome that there's so many bands. Not enough bands, but there's so many bands and people out there that are, are like, nah, not anymore. Yeah. Nah. We're not having this bullshit anymore. And, mm. and, and, and it's... You know, I'm I'm strictly talking in music world, but it's happening in the world. Sure. Uh, you know, even like in the industry, it's it's hmm. it's it's now grown out of just like bands being fed up with this shit and and speaking out about it to hmm. now people who are in the industry and yep. people who have you know everybody, not everybody, hmm. you know people people. It's just been like so so how it's been for so long. Yeah that I don't know if people kind of have always turned a blind eye or people just weren't speaking out about this stuff mm. is probably like I feel like it wasn't that these things were getting uh, turned a blind eye to I think people felt like these things would fall on deaf ears and yeah. that's probably true Yeah, it's probably true because still to this day all of these older bands that don't want to get involved with the change that's happening mm. yeah. that want to just Look, we've been doing it our way for this for forever, and it's worked. We're not gonna we're not gonna speak out about these things that yeah. are a problem. To me, I could never fucking do that. I could never be playing a show and something bad happen and be like, "Oh, okay, cool, whatever." And yeah. and it's changing. And yeah. all these people that have their I I am entitled to do whatever I fucking want here mm. attitude are gonna stop going to shows. And the people that have have made. Uh, the industry's so fucking twisted they're all going to stop being a part of the industry it's all it's all going to happen it just isn't yeah. going to happen tomorrow but it is happening like yeah. we there's been one or two times in the last couple of years that we've had to stop a show yeah and and not only that one or two times that we've had to actually like say something that because something's happened yeah 
you know and it and uh, these kids are coming to the shows and they know that what is okay and what is not okay yeah you're allowed to do whatever you fucking want mm. at a gig like and everybody in here will embrace you doing whatever the fuck you want you just can't be a wanker yeah <laughs> it's simple don't be a dick do whatever yeah. you want as long as it doesn't affect anyone else around you negatively don't hurt anyone yeah. don't hurt do anyone do what you want don't hurt anyone don't touch anyone just fucking be a good dude be a good person actually look out for shit happening that's that's you know that's the big one now it's like all these people that have forever just like turned being like oh something's happening over here but I'm not going to pay attention to it yeah 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 like I just I was working on the Fools Festivals recently and yeah. I, I got told second hand a story of Run the Jewels and they they're very very outspoken about uh, sexual assault of shows and very outspoken about their shows being a safe space which to me is fucking awesome because I don't know that world at all. Yeah. I don't know the hip hop world or you know yeah. the rap world at all. And they there was a story that like they could see something happening in the audience where this guy was touching a girl, right? Yeah. And they stopped the show and they got security to kick that guy out and they got the security to kick every guy that was around this guy out for just letting it happen. Yeah, that's huge. And it's huge. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. that's so fucking true. That's real, man. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, all these bad things happen, but all these bad things happen and people just have let them. Mm. Like, not, not that everybody has to perform a citizen's arrest, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you see someone being a dickhead, you say, mate, just chill out. Like, it's all right. Like, you don't have to... Like, you're making people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Or if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you just clue security guards up. Yeah. Venues and security and bands are almost always on the same team yeah. you know you, everybody's working together Every, yeah. the only way that shows happen like they happen is because everybody's working together yeah. and and when there's a room of like you know 500 people and unfortunately there's a couple of people there that are feel like they have the right to be and do whatever they want mm. that can get that can change because yeah. a lot of these people don't know they're being dickheads yeah. that's the other thing you know like but if somebody's being a dickhead and they get called out for being a dickhead, they're probably they're going to do one or two things. They're going to stop and they're going to think about what they're doing, and they're not ever going to do that again because nobody wants to get called out for being a dickhead. Yeah, like nobody wants that. No. Or they're going to think that they are entitled to do whatever they yeah. want, and they're, then they're on the right. Yeah. Sooner or later, they're not going to want to be a part of it anyway. Yeah, you know, like. But it's 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 up to every single person at a show to just spread the right message. Yeah the right message yeah and because you know at the end of the day there are no rules there are no rules yeah. but there, there there are lines and lines sometimes get crossed but lines need to not be crossed but it's changing baby yeah it's just it's true. changing <laughs> yeah. I try and stay very I, I, I try and stay very positive obviously of I course. have a partner who's very deeply involved in this yep. movement yes. more than they would like to be mm. uh sometimes you know like sure. you know with it can be exhausting yeah with it come with with being so outspoken about something comes so much positivity but also it attracts so many fucking idiots oh of course I, and and I, I try and be the voice especially for my partner to be like hey it's you have made bigger changes than anyone has that I've ever seen. Like mm. no band has ever made this, made this, made this sort of ripple in the water, especially in our scene. You know. Yeah. And now, now, now that our scene is like the, the much bigger and and yeah, 
out of control than any of us ever fucking thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Uh, it's becoming the normal. Like, that's the normal people are coming to see our bands. It's not the just normies. the people. The normies. Not, you know, I don't like using that word, but you know what I mean. Like, the people, the that, would don't, the people that wouldn't know what a Black Wire Records is. No. Because they, they don't. They listen to the radio, they know the, yeah. these shows they know and these artists. They know, they know yeah. both of your songs. Yeah. Exactly right. All two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually just one. Oh, look out. <laughs> But it, you know, it is changing, in it, and we're going to see so many fucking awesome things happen. Absolutely, in the world, not yeah. just in music. You know, like, like look at everything that's also happened in, obviously, the film world. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's wild. It's wild. Yeah, and I'm not surprised mm. by any stretch by any yeah. of these things that have come out, and it's so fucking cool that people feel like they have they they finally feel like they can speak out mm. because that, I think that's the biggest thing it's like it's not that these things are happening more now it's just everybody now feels a lot more comfortable being like hey nah this is fucked yeah whereas before everyone would be like oh if I say something I'm gonna be the, the odd one out mm. yeah that was that was heavy. You want to talk about something else? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what would you like to talk about, Ben? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Ask me a question. Uh, so, Rolling Stone featured this podcast. They did. Yeah. Uh, without your knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. How fucking cool is that? Uh, it is very cool. It's very surreal. Like literally, like seeing myself tagged in a photo on Instagram one morning, and then realizing what it was and like being unable to speak for like 30 seconds being like wait wait what oh oh my god like it it was absolutely (laughs) fucking insane like it had been a weird enough like week already like having i'd been interviewed on triple j like i think the week before or something like that and then to have that just turn up like out of nowhere and then to be able to go and buy a copy and look and like see my shit in there like, even if it is just a couple of words, like, the fact that something I've done has been in something that I've been reading since I was, like, 13, you know, like... It's so good. It's fucking mind-blowing. And you'll keep that magazine forever, I hope. Of course, yeah. It's on, it's on my desk, like... And I, 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 I can't even begin to comprehend, like, how someone would have heard this and been like, yeah, like, this is one of the best fucking, like, podcasts around right now, you know? Like, this is just literally just a tiny little bedroom operation that yeah. you know has just kind of gotten to this point and I'm, I'm so so stoked that people have been so responsive and you know supportive like like you, like, you know what I'm talking about like because you know you started small yourself and I'm still at that point you know even though I have been doing this for you know over 100 episodes now like even though like there's only a couple of core people that those people will always go out of their way to like support me and like share it with other people and things like that and like anytime someone that I don't know will come up to me and be like oh I listen to a podcast I'm like that's an audio medium like how do you know what I look like you know like it's it's like it's so strange you're you're the kind of person that no one ever can forget in the best possible way like before before we really knew each other I I my one of my first introductions to you actually probably the first time was uh was it Glory Days? Right? Yeah. That was the first time, and that was the first time that I had seen you at a show, and I was so just like, 
inspired. Uh, no, seriously, man. And like, really? because you would stand at the front of a show and you would harmonize every word to every set that got played. And it was the most fucking beautiful thing that I've ever seen. And and from that moment, I knew that I wanted to be your friend. And it's just happened organically anyway. That's the fucking coolest shit in the world, dude. Like, I know that my time in music wouldn't have been the same if you weren't involved. It's it's been really beautiful having you on this ride. Man, I appreciate that. So it much. has. It's it, and and you're a fucking wonderful human. And not only that, like yeah, you do a badass podcast. Your music fucking kicks ass. And, Thank you, man. And your band kick ass. And you're doing a new record with your band, That's and right, it's gonna yeah. kick ass. I hope so. I hope people like it. <laughs> people are gonna love it, man. And it, yeah, see, like it, it, I always like. I, I've spoken about it to so many people about, you know, there's this guy that, like, is stands, uh, basically stands on the stage and knows every word. Not only that, like, you know everything about everything that's ever happened in music ever. This is categorically untrue. It is so true. It is so true. You know it's true. Like, I'm at the risk of me being wrong right now, I'm not going to ask you a question. <laughs> but, like, I remember asking you, like, what what song came, what number in, what year, and what Hottest 100? And you knew it. Not the top 10. You knew, like, the top 100. Yeah. Probably the top 200. <laughs> and then, to follow up, you could tell a story about why this band did this in this year, and, you know, what they've done since, and why it sucked, or why why that era was weird for that band, and now they're this, and... <laughs> well, it's because other people are interesting and I'm not. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I think you're very, very Everything that's cool about me is because of other people. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Like, I, I live very vicariously, Ben. Yeah, but you probably have more cool friends than anyone I know. Mm, maybe. Yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm just known for knowing people. <laughs> but me, huh? You get recognised as shows for doing a podcast. I guess, yeah. That is, Apparently I you've guess, got a face is, for pa- for podcasts. I, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rad. But, like, you know, like, someone like, how many shows did you go to last year? 217. How many shows did you go to the year before? Uh, I think around 213, so about the same. So 217 shows out of 360-whatever days. Mm. Someone two on the same. Someone two on the same. That's day. insane. And people, people don't know that you also don't live in Sydney. Yeah, this is true. You travel yeah. and you come to these shows and you just live for music, and it's super beautiful and it's super inspiring, man. Thank so you. don't ever stop being you, DJY, because you're fucking great, <laughs> and a lot more people think you're great than you probably think people think you're great. I do. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Thank you. I'm editing all of this out. <laughs> you do it and I'll just do my own podcast. I'll do a, I'll do a mini series. Oh, no. About God. DJY. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. I really do appreciate it, man. Like like I said, like to, to be with everything that's happened for you guys pretty much every step of the way like and I think tonight will be like maybe my 24th or 25th time seeing you guys alright let's just talk about that for a second 25th time you've seen us play at least I'd say (laughs) yeah in how many states Uh, so I've seen you play in uh, Adelaide in Melbourne in Canberra and Sydney and Wollongong Newcastle and Newcastle I think that's it 
I, I, I was trying to think if there's anywhere else I might have seen you guys play, and I think that's it. Tassie? Did you do... No, I haven't no. been to Tassie yet. So, but that's yeah. still insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's so rad. And you don't expect anyone to come and see you play once. And this is going to be 25 or whatever. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, that's it's up there. <laughs> and you're not the only person. Like, huh? like, well, I think you've probably got the record. Huey would have the record. Yeah, but Huey gets paid to be here. <laughs> he, he's he's not so much contractually obligated, but he's financially obligated. If he doesn't come here, he doesn't eat. <laughs> uh, like Damien Marshall, another guy. He called the stadia. Yeah. Films every show he goes to. Yeah. Puts it on YouTube that night. Yeah. It's insane. You it's can wild, literally look, watch every Sydney show we've done in the last like three years. My favorite. On my favorite one was when he filmed you guys playing at yours and ours, and you guys walk on stage, and then my brother and I immediately started heckling you guys. <laughs> 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 nice time zone, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Is it 11 or is it 12? <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> Not your problem anymore. Not my problem anymore. <laughs> ben, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, cool. I need to but, do a wee. Do you want to do the wee and then come back? What are you going to say about me while I'm gone? A lot of shit. I like that. I like that. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay, while Ben is away for Wing, I just want to point out that he is one of the kindest and most wonderful and most supportive people that I've ever met in my entire life. And I really, really appreciate having him in my life. And I, I honestly can't imagine the last few years of my life without him. I can remember every interaction we've ever had pretty much from lying on his lap while he played guitar at Dave Drayton's house on Crystal Street back in 2013, the house show, um, all the way up to watching him at Newtown Social Club side of stage after playing with him. And I'll never forget that. He's also a massive piece of shit, and if he was real, I would beat the shit out of him for being so stupid. Um, but uh, yeah, Yeah, look, Huey is an absolute monster. And, uh, yeah, the sooner he is uh, sent back to whatever rat-infested hellhole he came from, the better. Ah, I'm glad I got that out of my system. <laughs> it's, all, it's all there. You know, I had to go to get my head cut professionally mm. yesterday for the first time since I was 13 years old. So the first time I'd paid for a haircut in 15 years. And do you know why I had to go there? Tell me why. Because Huey... Had cut my hair the night before he and done it. the worst fucking haircut. He cooked it. Probably the worst haircut I've ever had. Wow. I, I walked into this place and like I don't feel very comfortable in a barber shop. It's not sure. really my vibe. Nah. But they were all like, what the hell happened to your head? And they all had a big laugh about it. I had a big laugh about it too. I can laugh about that. But you yeah. know, Huey, get back to your rat infested hell, you beautiful fuck bastard. It. Fuck you, Huey. <laughs> Putting the Huey tax on the t-shirts. <laughs> they used to be 20, now they're 25. Why? 20. Oh, Huey wants to eat. Fuck you, Huey. <laughs> the Huey tax. <laughs> the Huey tax. Ben, number one, first ever episode, uh, I asked you about the best and worst shows that you had ever played. Considering we've already done that for that period of your life, from 2015 to 2018, best and worst shows that you've played. Uh, they were both the same show. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was I there? No. That's a shame. Uh, so we... 
ran into some trouble with the band we had on tour with us on our last headline tour. Ah, uh, yes. And we ended up having to... It was just really fucked. It yeah. was It was really bad, and but I think the whole of Australia felt it. And yeah. it was something that we had to deal with. Mm. And it's something that I hope no one has to deal with. And, like, who are we even in this fucking... In this whole picture? We're nothing. Yeah. But it was, it was something we had... We had shared a van with these with this person, not these people. The, mm. the other members of the band are fucking beautiful, and I love them very, very intensely. Yeah. Uh, but we we ended up having to do, you know, we ended up essentially having to kick a band off of a tour that we were two shows off the end, and it was our biggest headline tour we'd ever done, and yeah. it was the most beautiful fucking time. There was three bands crammed in a twelve seater van with gear to the roof, and yeah. we, we drove from Melbourne to Brisbane, and then drove all the way back down to Adelaide. So we spent so much time in each other's pockets, and yeah. it was so beautiful, and it was still my favourite tour we've ever done. We ended up having to deal with this stuff at our biggest hometown show we've ever done. And so it was equal parts, like, the worst, like, show for 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 back-of-house reasons. Yeah, yeah. But also the, the most beautiful show ever. Up. Like, yeah. it, we got to... We did a headline show at the Uni Bar, which is, like... One of those things, like you never think you're going to really play there, and then yeah. you, you you take a punt at a, as a hometown show, and hometown shows are always wild mm. because your friends and your family are there, and you know it's all these people that have some people that have been coming to see you play for ten years. Like it's 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 different. It's it's there's a different vibe at a hometown show, yeah, and state show. They're all great, but yeah, it, it was it was equal equal the best and worst show that we've that I've ever done. <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect perfect way to end it I love that man I love you man I love you too I really do so don't ever change DJ I right? appreciate you so so much man I really do you have a new album what's it called it's called Mess just Mess Mess one word I like it I know is it all caps I hope so <laughs> it should be I Mess think, I think we do everything with all caps yeah <laughs> from now on you spell everything with letters <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we got a new album coming out April thirteenth, and I'm really, really excited about it. It's my favorite thing that we've done. That's ever. huge. And, and uh, the we'll songs be are the best songs I've ever done. And yeah, we're going to be touring. We're doing Oxford Arts Factory at some point in April. Sick. I can't remember the date off the top of my head. That's all right. They will. Um, when does the show get in? The dates get announced. Uh, it's, all, it's all getting announced on. The 31st of January. Perfect. Well, so we will, we will know by yeah, the time we'll, this comes yeah, out. Absolutely. And but, we'll have our good friends Antonia and the Lazy Susans and Sincerely Grizzly oh, cool. doing these shows with us. Nice one. Which is going to be really nice. Uh, Sincerely Grizzly are a bit of a liability, but we love them and <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. That's perfect. Ben, thank you very much for doing this with me. Thank I, thanks for asking me, man. Maybe I'm really glad really we got nice. to do it. Yeah, I know. Look at that. We've done two. <laughs> We've doubled up. We sure have. I'll have wow. you back for 201. <laughs> Don't make promises. Oh, actually, you will keep that promise. I'll keep that promise. I'll see you for 201. Perfect. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are still in the